This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Ludi Shmat, what do we have? Moshe Ben Miriam and? Fashlema. Chava Bat Chana. Anna. Chava Bat Chana and? Mordechai Ben. Mordechai Ben? Yes, Ludi Shmat. Mike Ben Malka. Mike Ben Malka. Malka. Mike Ben Malka. So Marta. Marta. Mike Ben Marta. Another question. I get a question. Michael Ben. Devora. Rabotai. This 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 divrei Torah. We should say should really build up the the Elunishmat and if anybody's in Israel, question. I like to ask everyone a question, and we're very smart people over here. I see Sadik over here, right? Very smart. Listen good. My question is, imagine somebody's coming to collect money, right? So he says, by the way, collecting money. What, what's the first thing? What do you tell him? What are you collecting money for? Is, is that correct? Imagine the guy says, oh, by the way, can you give me money? He's like, for what? Right? Is, is that right, right? If you look in the Torah, in this week's parasha, when they're building the Mishkan, it says, that, what does it say? Take, it says, the bed of Bnei Sale, take go to Bnei Sale, v'chuli terumah, Ah, it says, Zota Tirumashitukumitam. Zahab Khesev, it tells you, what do I need? You imagine you're going around, the people are going around, oh, I need gold. I need Khelet. I need uh, Argaman. I need Tolat. I need Orot. And then only at the end, you say, oh, by the way, you know what I'm doing with it? I'm building a Mishkan. I don't understand. First, it should say, go to them, speak to them, tell them, by the way, I'm building a Mishkan for Hashem. You want to be involved? You want to donate? Then say, okay, sure, what do you need? No, Torah doesn't do that. What does the Torah do? The Torah goes ahead, and what does it say? It says, by the way, uh, can you give us gold? Oh, could you give us silver? Oh, could you give us, could you give us, for what? You hear the question? Jirad, you hear the question? Yeah, why don't you say where you're going? Exactly. What does it say? It says over here, this is the Terumah that I want. Asher mitam, zahab, and Right? And then, oh, after everything, the Pasuk says, I'm going to make it to make a Mikdash and I'll dwell in it. Come on, come on. First tell me you're building a Mishkan and then tell me, oh, I need this, I need that, I need that. Imagine you're building, imagine a person comes to you and says, what are you doing? Oh, so what are you collecting money for? I'm collecting money for a kolil. I'm collecting money for a yeshiva. I'm collecting money for, for, to, build a, to, build a, to build a building for a shul. Oh, so how much do you need? Okay, fine, I'll give you. No, what is it? By the way, can you give? And then only after after everything. Oh, oh by the way, we're, we're using this. You had a question. Everybody hear this question. Yeah. You know what the answer is? Rashi says the answer. Vaykuli teruma. Rashi says li lishmi. Vaykuli teruma means li lishmi. What does that mean? It says when they were going around, they were saying to them, "You want to give money to Hashem." You want to give money L'Shem Shamayim? Totally L'Shem Shamayim? I don't know what I'm giving for. I know. Because you're giving for Hashem. I don't know what I'm giving for. Are you right? I don't know. But do you want to give to, to Hashem money? Yes or no? He says, sure. It's for Hashem. I want to give it. For Hashem, I'll give it to Him. And then we'll tell you, oh, by the way, we're building this. So when they went around, they went around saying, by the way, what am I giving money for? Oh, I'm giving money to Hashem. Oh, and I'll tell you what I'm doing with it. Wow. I'll give you the perfect example. You ready for the perfect example? The, the people sometimes, you have to know, wives, they ask their husbands for money. Yes? Right? The wife says, oh, by the way, honey, uh, could I have some? Oh, so, some men, they don't get that. Okay. <laughs> so usually, the wife asks the, the husband, by the way, could I have some money? 
So there's two ways of doing it. One way is the husband says, what is it for? What are you buying? What do you need money for? Oh, I need money for this, I need money for that. Oh, okay. And another husband gives, just gives the money. How much you need? Oh, I need uh, $2,000. I need five grand. Okay, here you go. The other, there's another husband says, wait, wait, one second. What do you need money for? You ever, have, you ever have that? You ever hear your father ever sell your mother? Like, oh, by the way, what do you need money for? For what? What are you, what are you buying? You ever hear that or no? Some people heard that. You, you know what I'm talking about? Your, your, your mother's asking for your father for money. So your, mother says, so your father says, honey, what do you need money for? Right? The husband's giving the money. So let's do it. What, 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 what do you need? What do you need? What do you need two grand for? So now she's like, oh, I'm, I'm buying, buying clothes for the kids. Oh, okay, fine. Here's 2000 Or, I need 2000 dollars Here you go. What's the difference between the two? Should I tell you the difference? The difference is, when, you, when your wife asks you for money, and then after, you say, what are you using it for? So in that situation, you're, you're giving money, not to her, you're giving money to her cause. Oh, what is she doing? Oh, she's buying uh, clothing for kids. Oh, okay, that's a good cause, I'll give you money. Right? But in order to show your, your wife so much love, what you're doing is, I don't care, you want two grand, a thousand dollars? No problem, here you go. Because I, I know whatever you need, I love you so much, here's two thousand dollars, what are you going to do with it? It doesn't, it doesn't make a difference to me. You need it here, take it. That's it. That's what you need. You need it. That's it. You understand? Because the second she starts explaining herself, oh, I need it for this, and I need it for that, and I need it for this, I need it for that. So wait. You say, wait, wait, wait. All right. The, 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 four out of five, I'll give you four. The fifth one, you don't need. <laughs> what do you mean? I need it. No, no, no. I'll, fine. Kids for the clothes, I understand. But you for a Chanel bag, I'm sorry. I don't, you don't need a Chanel bag right now. We're not buying you a Chanel bag. So, you, so, so right now, what happened? She, you, you, what are you asking? No, no, she, that's what she is. That's it, finish. Hey, you understand the difference? Now, the difference is when one husband's giving without asking, that shows more love to the woman saying, you know what? Here you go. That's what you need. Chavon. I know, by the way, ladies are going to hear this. They're going to start spreading it to the, to the husbands. You know, like, eh, you know what they always say? Next time I ask you for money, don't ask me why. <laughs> Just give. Give because you love me, not because what I'm paying for. But if you think about it, it's really true. Well, why, why does she have to be, oh, because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that, because of that. By the way, when you, when you do that, wait, wait, so now she's in the cheshbon, wait, I can't buy this, and I can't buy this, and I can't. Meanwhile, one of the skulot that the Gemara says to be wealthy is when you're respecting your wife. Of course we know Asir to Asir. Everybody knows that. But this is a new one that not every person knows. But one of the things is when you respect your wife, that's a skulot to be wealthy. And one of the things that a person is obligated to do that when he shakes on the ketubah, when he's writing in the ketubah, one of the things is respecting your wife. And part of the respect is, I'm not saying every single time, oh, and now, now all of a sudden every single time, oh, I need five grand, I need ten grand, I need, oh, I got him now, every five grand. Okay, yeah, calm down, you know what I mean? But you get my point I'm trying to say. Like not every single time she asks, you have to ask a hundred questions. What do you need this for? Why, why do you need that? Why do you need this? Why do you need that? Just give him money. Every time you have to ask 15 questions, you understand what I'm trying to say? Why? Because it shows the love that you have for your own wife and says, you know what? Here you go. I, I don't care what you do. I'm doing it for you. I'm giving you. Not do what you want. Because the second you're starting asking, I'm giving you for this. So you're not giving her. You're giving for the cause what she's, collect, what, what she's, what she's asking you for. It's much different. You understand? So too, when it came to the Mishkan, they didn't, they didn't uh, say, oh, we're collecting money for the Mishkan. Do you want to give to the Mishkan? No, 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 no. They said, we're collecting money for Hashem. We're collecting money for Hashem. Okay, what are you doing with the money when you collect it for Hashem? That's my business, not your business. Oh, by the way, you want to know, we're doing a Mishkan. So therefore, that's how the Shekhinah was able to reside. Because when they were giving the money, they gave it out of so much love. 
They said, what is it for? They didn't ask questions. Take it. You're collecting money for what? For Hashem? Oh, take all my money. Take it, take it, take it. Oh, and by the way, we're using it to build the Mishkan. I don't care what you're using for. I'm just happy to give to Hashem. That, that love that you had without asking any questions, that is the love that's going to cause the Shekinah to come down to the Mishkan. You understand? You understand how powerful this is? It's because when you love Hashem so much, and you don't care, what? Wow, it's the biggest love. One time the Satma Rebbe was in a bungalow colony, and the story goes, Rishmuel Berman was there, it was like a big thing. Satma Rebbe was there, Rishmuel Berman was there. And a few of the Satma Hasidim were there. And they got an aliyah. They got a Mishabirach, you know, they got an aliyah, a Mishabirach, a Hanidif, a Gvir, name is this. So he said a big number, and you say, what, for what? Either for the shul, or for the bungalow colony, or for the, whatever, you, whatever you're giving for, for the, for the kailo. says, I'm giving X amount of dollars, whatever it was, a big, big number, to the Satma Rebbe to do whatever he wants with the money. Let do whatever he wants. What'd that show? They show the love that he had for the Satma Rebbe. I'm not giving to you cause, I'm giving to you, do whatever you want, because I love you so much, and I know whatever you do, I trust you with my eyes closed. Take the money, do what you want. Wow, that's next level. I remember one guy called me up once. He said, Rabbi, I have extra miles in. I said, okay, what do you want to do? It was about $2,000, dollars $3,000. He gave me the $3,000, about $3,000. I was between $1,500 about $2,000. So I said, okay, fine. Uh, I have a Ben Asmanim cuddle. I have a teenage program. I have a high school thing. I have a, uh, what, are you, what are you donating for? You know what he told me? He said, Rabbi, this money I'm giving to you, do whatever you want with it. Give it to the right charity. I trust you. That's what he told me. And I was like, so, oh, wow. Like, wow. So I'm not, I'm not donating to that. You do what you want. You give my charity to the best cause possible. I trust you. That's the way it was. And it gives a wow. That's how that's much trust and love that he had for me. He's like, wow, this is for you? Do what you want with this charity. Just do me a favor. Give it to the best cause. That's it. What are they doing? They're collecting money for the Mishkan. They're not saying we're collecting money for the Mishkan. We're collecting money. We're, we're using this money for Hashem. What we're going to do? I don't know. But we're using for Hashem. Oh, you're using for Hashem? Take and they say, oh, after that, oh, by the way, we're building a Mishkan. Beautiful. Beautiful. So what's going on? They love Hashem so much, they're only giving because it's Hashem. Hashem, you, uh, you call his money for Hashem? Here, take, take, take. That's what Rashi says. Give for my sake. Give for Hashem. Ooh, you love me so much, you're giving. You don't know what you're giving for. But I'm giving because you satisfy Hashem. Take. Wow, Hashem says, now we're going to build the Mishkan with that, and now my Shekinah is going to be in there. Why? Because that sword, the love that the people had for me, they're giving for me. Wow. Because when you love Hashem so much, that's when the Shekinah comes and, and resides and lives with the person. You know, everybody does misvot. A lot of ladies, they're tzniyut. But you have to understand, the lady being tzniyut, she has to put in the love for the Sneut. Now what happens in the summer? Very hot, 93 degrees outside. You know, I mean, it's sweating, sweating. Whoa, one second, one second. Now I have to put Sneut? No, 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 no. Sweating? I love you Hashem so much, I'm willing to sweat and I'm wearing all Sneut, I'm wearing extra Sneut now. <laughs> wow! What happened? Because you love Hashem so much? Whoa! This is already next level. Imagine now you're going to pray. You're going to Davin. Oh, what are we doing? We're praying our beat. We're praying Minha. We're praying Shari. Say, oh, now I have to go to Minyan. That's not the right way. What's the right way? I love you, Hashem, so much. I have the opportunity to go talk to you again. I'm so happy. One guy came over to me, asked me a question. Rabbi, why do I have to pray so many times? 
Three times. Hashem doesn't know what we want. I have to pray three times. I say, you fool. I'm looking at you, fool. You should be proud that you're able to stand in front of God three times in front of His palace. You know what it says in Berachot? It says, by the way, one of the things they have to know, know who you're standing in front of when you pray, before you pray the Amidah. Know who you're standing in front of. You're standing in Do you know the second you're praying the Amidah, you are in a zone with you and Hashem up there in Chamaim. You're all alone in a room. Imagine you're all alone in a room. You and Hashem. You can speak to Him and ask Him whatever you want. Tell me, you're gonna tell me how many times you want it? Oh, three times is too much? No, I want it 15 times. So we only, it should be the opposite. How come we can't pray more than three times? We should make 10 times Amidah. That's the question, it should be why? Because I love you, Hashem, so much. I want to connect with you more and more and more. I remember one time, there was one guy who said, Oh, I finished Amidah, so I can't wait to pray again. You ever have that or no? You ever, you ever finish praying? You're like, Oh, I can't wait till I pray next time. You ever have that or no? You have that? This guy said, Sadiq over here. He said, I can't wait. He finished, he finished praying. Hashem, I, I finished praying. I want to pray again. How do I do? I got to wait a few more hours to pray again. Wow. That's the love that we have to have for Hashem. Yes, I'm excited. Yes. God looks at his watch. Oh, class is not over. I have to learn more. No, I'm happy to learn. Because when you put in the love of it, that's when the Shekhinah comes down even more. That's when Hashem says, I'm residing with those people right there because they love me even more. The more love that you have, the more the Shekhinah is going to come down. You have to understand that. You have to understand that. You have to love it. So that, and guess what? I want to tell you something. In the Mishkan, they had the menorah. How was the menorah? Anybody know? The menorah was that they had all the lights. What, 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 what was the menorah going? Always to the middle. That means you had light, light, light. And the, the miracle was that the lights, the, 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 the flame, was curving to the middle light. You know, if you look at a chandelier, it's totally opposite. Chandelier, what is it? The lights are all over. You have a big chandelier and the light's there, the light's there to project the light. Over here, it's, in the Mishkan, was totally opposite. You had the menorah, and all the lights were going in the middle to the main one. Why are you doing that? If anything, all the lights should go that way. No, it's, it's pointing inwards to the middle one. What are you doing that for? What is the, what is the lesson to be learned over there? It's a, it's a big question. So you know what the answer is? The answer is, you think Hashem needs the light? You think Hashem needs the light in Mishkan? You think Hashem needs it? You think Hashem needs? You think Hashem needs, oh no, Hashem needs me to pray? You think He needs you to put on to, You think He needs it? It's for you. It's for you. So what's the lesson to be learned? You think Hashem, he was, what, he doesn't need your light. So what is it? It's for you. So what is it? What's the lesson? The lesson is, Hashem wants you to project His kavod, doesn't need it, for you. To project the honor of God. Hashem, we want to project the honor of God around the world. The light to spread around the world. Now how do we do that? And I'm going to tell you. You ever see Kiddush? You ever, you, ever, you ever see like you have one Kiddush cup and then you have a little, uh, little small cup, small cups all around? How do you fill those small cups? You know what I'm talking about? You have one big Kiddush cup and you have let's say 10 little, 10 little uh, uh, glass cups over there. How do you fill it up? There's one way is you fill up the, the, the middle one and then you pour one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Or you fill up one and you fill it. No, you fill it. You keep on pouring wine, wine, wine. And automatically, it overflows to all the other cups. Is that clear? Gerardo, you got that clear? One way is, you pour in one cup, 
and then you take that one cup and you pour and you pour and you pour in each cup. Or keep that one cup, keep on filling up one, 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 until that one cup overflows and automatically all the other cups get it. Rabotai, one of the ways to influence people is when you grow in greatness, then automatically everybody around you grows. I'll give you an example. If you grow in Emunah, and you say, everything's Hashem, I love Him, I love Hashem, and you start thanking Him, and, and, and you grew in it, you know what's going to happen? You're going to come to your house, Friday night, Shabbat day, so Tishri, whatever it is, you're going to be Friday night in the Shabbat dinner, and what are you going to do? You're going to be talking about Hashem. Wow, I thank you Hashem for this, and I thank Hashem for that. Because you grew in it, you filled yourself up so great in it, your whole house gets influenced by it. That's what happens. What happens? You have a lot of guys... They, they, sometimes they're not, they're not, doesn't come to the most religious home. What does he do? He goes one year to Israel. He becomes very religious, comes back, and what happens? The whole house got religious. I had a friend like that. He came to, he came to Israel. He got very, very religious. He came back. Every one of his brothers and sisters became very religious. His parents became very religious. What happened? They were right. What happened? They became so. Says, look, I got very religious. And I, because I grew so much, when I came home, it spread around the whole house. How do you influence others when you yourself is full with so much good, no matter what, you'll be able to overflow. And they'll feel that energy and they'll feel that vibe and they'll get influenced by your vibes, by your energy. And don't think, no, they're not Rabbi, you don't know, I'm, I'm, every day in my house, nobody's getting influenced. They are getting influenced by what you're doing. You go over here, the, the house, they don't make brachot. And all of a sudden, you, you get more religious, you say, you know what, you have to make brachot in everything you do. And now, you don't just make brachot, you make it with all your kavanah. Baruch atah, and you say it out loud. Chakol niyabit baruch, whatever name is it all. You'll see all of a sudden, what happens? Little kid starts making it. Who is that, your little brother? All of a sudden, he's taking a chocolate. Chakol niyabit baruch. I'm, I'm, I'm copying my older brother. Why? What happened? You didn't even tell him to do it. But the fact that you did it, they see you, they learn from you. That's the hashpa. That's the influence. And therefore, sometimes the menorah is teaching us, focus inward, inward, inward. A lot of times you have to focus for yourself a little bit. And then after when you, when you grow so much, you're able to overflow automatically. What do we say every Shabbat? Isarten, iravten, halikwetaner. You say that? Isarten, iravten, halikwetaner. You know what Murray Masterton, would say about that? Isarten means separate yourself. What do you mean separate yourself? Isatim means separate yourself. Iraftan means mix in. Helikotaner is light the candle. How, how does that make sense? Ramari Mastin said, it's a great man, Ramari Mastin. This is what he said. He said, Ten. Sometimes he said, I think you have to separate yourself a little bit. Right? Grow, grow, grow. Then you want to influence Iraftan. Get involved with people. And then you'll be able to Halikotaner. You'll be able to light them up. You'll be able to light the candle. Why? Because you yourself is filled up with so much greatness that automatically it overflows. I want to tell you a story that happened in the Mir Yeshiva dinner. I'm going to tell you, listen Jack, listen. The Mir Yeshiva dinner, listen to the story. I just got married. I'm one year in my marriage. Good, good. My father-in-law, right? he comes to me and says, we have the Mir Yeshiva dinner, would you like to come? I said, for sure, it'll be an honor. So, okay, let's go. We go. And as we're sitting there, uh, we see a lady, an old, elderly lady. 
And uh, she says, Mr. Mr. Mars, my father, Mr. Mars said, Mr. Mars said, who, who, who is this boy next to you? Who is this young gentleman next to you? Oh, he, he's my son-in-law. He says, what, does he, what do you do? So he says, he's learning in the kolel. You should have saw her face. No way! Whoa! You got a son-in-law that learns Torah! Oh my goodness! In kolel, full day, he's learning. Whoa! Oh my goodness! She stopped everything. Whoa, I can't believe it. It's amazing. And this, that. And I was thinking, what? What just happened? Like, I don't understand what just happened. And I just realized that her father was Rav Avram Kalmanovich. You know the Rosh Shiva over here, Rav Kalmanovich over here? His grandfather, Rav Avram Kalmanovich. And what happened? He was so great that he influenced his family. Torah is our life! That his daughter, when she's right now in her 70s or close to 80, whatever it was, she felt so connected to Torah because her father brought up that Torah is the most important thing in the world that the second she heard someone's learning Torah, she was flipping out. Wow! I'll tell you another story about Rav Komanovich. Rav Komanovich's grandson. Listen to this. He lives in Eretzsel. I heard this from Rav David Hillman. He told me this beferush. He said he was at a wedding once. And at the wedding, somebody came in. And everybody stopped and gave the biggest honor to this person. He said to me, I was at this wedding, you saw the honor that was given? It was something that you can't even imagine. It was like mind-boggling how much honor and kavod this person was getting. And I was looking at it, I was like, wow, what honor, right? So the Rabbi Kamenovich, this Rabbi Kamenovich that was living in Israel told his nephew, so let me tell you something. He says, what? He says, one tosafot that you learn, the one tosafot that you learn, you know how much kavod you're getting? In Shamayim, all the angels are coming and they're listening to your Torah. You know how much kavod? Hashem is listening to your Torah. Hashem Himself is coming down and giving you the honor when you're learning Torah. It says when you learn Torah, Hashem Himself sits in front of you and learns with you. Do you realize what's happening when you're learning? That's the biggest honor. That's the biggest honor. Imagine when I tell you, you open up your Gemara, the second you open up your Gemara, Hashem is sitting down and learning with you. Could you believe it? Do you believe what's going on? One time it was Rav Chaimi Brisk. He was walking around and he saw one of the Talmidim. He says, well, we're going, how are we not learning? He says, my Chavrus is not here. My Chavruta is not here. He says, what do you mean Chavruta is not here? But when you open up your Gemara, Hashem is sitting down to learn with you. That's not enough. He says, ever since that statement that stuck in his, he couldn't, he couldn't stop learning. He says, why? Hashem, Hashem is, when I open up, Hashem is with me. That's it, I gotta learn. That's what it is, that's the truth. But how is that gonna be spread to the next generation when the father and the mother understand how great it is to put it involved? You grew yourself and you realize how great Torah is, then you influence your whole household just by feeling the love of the Torah, even without you talking about it. You're just, you're just learning about it, and all of a sudden what happens? The, the, the kids see you. What is daddy doing? He learns Torah. So what are they growing up? Torah, Torah, mitzvot. What are you doing? Oh, my mother's running to do, to do this mitzvah. And do this, I said. And my mother's, my mother's a tzaddik. And well, they just see it. They feel it. So the more you grow, the more your whole surroundings around you grows automatically. Guaranteed. And if you say, wait, but it's not happening, Rabbi. It's not. Don't worry, just keep it up. Keep on what you're doing. Keep on what you're doing. Keep on what you're doing. And eventually it'll pick up. And even if you see, no, it didn't pick up, guaranteed, in the next, something will pick up automatically. People will learn from it. But what do you have to do in your life? You always have to continue growing. You can never stop. You can't say, oh no, I'm good, I'm this, I'm that. No, 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 no. In life, we're here to grow. In every way. Grow in emunah. 
You know you have to grow in emunah? You know that? You have to grow in emunah. Do you say, when everything's, you think something's going on, this is the best thing? You know what I was hearing a story from Ramilla? Ramilla said a story, wild story. And, and, and he said, oh, well, what was the story? He said one time he had a person in his, in his, in his uh, keila, and he had a, a, a store. And he, this is about 60 years ago. And he was selling certain goods, and he was buying from a certain spot. Shop, shop, shop and stop or something like that. What's that store called? It's a big, big store. Stop and shop. And, he put, and what did he do? He was selling to their company. And there was a guy in the business, a very big, uh, 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 how do you say, a very big, tough, tough guy. And he was selling to Stop and Shop. Now this guy realizes that this person is selling to Stop and Shop. So what does he do? He says, listen, you're taking my business. He says, no, no, I'm not taking business. I'm selling to Stop and Shop. What do you do? The next day, this person's company was in flames. Burned it down. Who burned it down? This, this tough guy burned it down. He came to Ramilla, Rabbi, what should I do? Ramilla said, who'd you mess with? He said, I messed with this guy. He says, you know this guy is one of the toughest guys in the, in the thing. What are you doing? He was a, he was a guy in whatever, mob, whatever, and mob, whatever it was. You don't do that. What are you doing? You don't, you don't mess around. What are you doing? So what should I do now? He says, well, call him up and say I'm out of the business. I have the story written down. He says, call him up and say, I'm out of the business. Just do it right now, before he burns your house. You know that? <laughs> I'm serious. He told him, you know what he really told him? He said, where's your car parked? He said, by my house. Well, he knows where you live. Move your car or else that's going to be burnt next. You know, he moved his car five blocks away. He says, you call him up right now and say right now, I'm telling you now, I'm out of the business. That's what he did. He called him up and he said, you know, I'm out of the business. He says, what? He had to start a new business now. His life is on the line. He's not going to stay with the same business. So what did he start doing? He got a new job. And you know what happened? Before, Ramilla said, he would never come to any of his classes, not in the morning, not at the night. Why? He didn't have time. He was so busy with his business, he didn't have time. But now he started a new business. Now he had time to go in the morning to classes and the night classes. And he said, after about a few years, this guy became a, like a, a, a small Tamihacham. He's getting a, he became like a small Tamihacham. Says, and this only would have happened if this whole business would have burned. And what happened? It was the best thing because now his family's all religious and his whole, all his grandkids are religious. They're all going to the most, uh, they're doing the best things. They're doing the chesed. They're all helping out the community. And how? Because of this. So you thought it was bad. But Hashem said, this is the best thing you can do. This is the best thing you can do. Right? So the emunah that we have to, we have to feel it, believe it. You know, one time, they saw, we we'll finish with this. Listen to this. Hafez Chaim, one time, they saw the Hafez Chaim. And, and somebody peeked in, what is the Chavetz Chaim doing? You know, you know what happened? Somebody saw, what's the Chavetz Chaim doing? And somebody peeked in the, in the window, and saw the Chavetz Chaim speaking about the Makot. Dam! Wow! Look what Hashem did to them! You mess with the Jewish people? Look what happened! Dam! Look, look, they got them! Yeah! Don't mess with us! Came Spardeha. And this is Chavetz Chaim in his older age. Older age. And this is a documented story. This all Hashem. Sfardeya, yeah! Sfardeya, yeah! Look what Hashem did! Yeah, you see? Don't mess with the Jewish people! Uh, yeah! So they have a like, what's going on? What happened? Kidding, yeah, lies, yeah! What happened? What, in this age? So, yes. I'm building more emunah in me. I feel it even more, the miracle of the Dam and the Sfardeya. What, you think you don't know the, the, the Pesach Seder? Every day, every single year. Dam, Spardaya, Kinim. You, you know it already. So what are you doing it again? For what? Of course, because Hashem said, but again, Dam, Spardaya, what's going on? You know why? Because again and again and again and again, you have to build Yemunah more and more. Don't think, oh yeah, I have Yemunah. I'm good. 
Don't think like that. I got to build it even more. And when you do that, and you start saying everything Hashem does is good, and I might not be able to see it now, but I know it's good, and I believe in you, Hashem, and I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing, and you're the best, and I thank you for every single thing that happens to me in my life, and I, I love you, and I don't... So Hashem says, why? You're building Emunah. You know what kind of level that is? Yeah, your whole family that's around you. You, you, you build Emunah. You know, I went to a barber once, and he, he told me something. I, my Emunah got built up in one second. He has so much Emunah. What happens? He told me, somebody just uh, told me, he was a, a regular, every, 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 every week, every, uh, twice a week. You know, some people, they take tw- haircuts twice a week, you know that or no? You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about, no? You know, some, they, take, they take haircuts twice a week. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know which ones you know. Yeah, he takes every day. <laughs> By the way, the Gemara says the king has to take one every day. You know, yeah, king takes every day. Kohen Gadol takes it every week. You know, Kohen Gadol, you're regular, yeah? So he says, twice a week. And, and as I'm sitting there, he sends me, a te- he sees a text, okay? Sorry, so-and-so, I, I hate to break it to you, but I'm stopping to come to you, I got a different uh, thing. So I looked at him, I said, you just got that text? He said, yeah. I said, you're not flipping out? He said, no. I said, why not? He said, because look, the same God that gave me this client, will give me another one. So I don't care. What do I care? Somebody else will come. I said, you have that much of Munah? He said, yeah, why not? Why not? Why shouldn't I have that Munah? Hashem gave it to me, Hashem took it, Hashem gave me another one. And I'm sitting there, look at a barber like this, so much in Munah, I was like, what? I couldn't believe it! I couldn't believe it! Abotai, the more you grow inside, the more you're able, even without telling anybody, you want to tell, tell. But even without telling anybody, people will just pick up on your aura of greatness and learn from them. And learn from you. And therefore, Abotai, these are two lessons we're learning tonight. First lesson we're learning is about the donations, where, why didn't they tell them where, where you're giving to? Why? Because you're giving to Hashem. You're giving because I love Hashem. Once you do that, okay, I don't care. I'm giving to Hashem because I love Hashem. Hashem says, wow, you love me that much? You don't care? Very good. I'm going to make sure I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reside with you in the Beit HaMikdash. And that's why, if you notice, what they do? They didn't ask for money. They asked for what? Some gold, some shemen, some this. Why are they asking that? What do you do if you're buying a building? You don't tell the guy, oh, by the way, you want to give me the doorknob? You don't do that. You say, by the way, you want a sponsor? Give me, give me money for the doorknob. I'll get the doorknob. No, no, no. You want, put the doorknob. You want, you want to get the door, you get the door. What are you doing? You want a sponsor? No, give me money for the door. No. You want, bring this. You want, bring that. You know why? Because one time, let me tell you something. It shows more love to Hashem. I'll give you an example. Walked into a guy's house, Israeli salad. He's going crazy for Israeli salad. What are you, what are you going crazy for Israeli salad? Tell me, Rabbi, you don't understand. These tomatoes and these cucumbers, I planted in my backyard. I just cut it special. He says, oh, wow. I was like, yeah. And he's eating it. This is the best tasting Israel I've ever had in my life. Why? It's the same tomatoes and the same cucumber. No, because he worked on it and he planted it. That's what Hashem wanted. Hashem didn't just want money. He wanted the item that you worked on. You, you worked on that gold. You were able to go and buy it and do it and this and that. Now give that to me. Oh, you love me that much? You ready to give it to me? Ah, now I see that love. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reside with you because you love me so much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come and I'm going to live with you because you, you love me so much. And the second we're learning is like what we learned from the menorah. The menorah was what? All talent to one. When you grow, grow, grow automatically, all the light was in one, connected to the middle. It wasn't all out. Because when you connect yourself so great to Hashem, automatically you grow yourself and it inspires everybody around you without even doing anything. It's automatic osmosis. They feel the vibe and they become great as well. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.